to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is another episode of Hacking Health Podcast. It is. <laughs> another another episode. I'm excited. I'm excited, too, because we've just spent probably 10 minutes while Dave fixed his camera to see what his best skin tone is and how much sharpness he needs to put on the filter. So so obviously, this is a uh, uh, in-motion type of situation here at my office, so I'm trying to figure out like the best configuration. So like, I got my mic positioned where you can't see it now, so it's like up here angled. And then uh, I got this new um, camera that is like supposed to be like AI, which is totally, I'm sure, BS, but uh, basically like makes supposed to make you, you know, more adjusted to like the light fixture and stuff like that. So I've been kind of playing around with it. But funny story before we started, I like I can't hear Ben. This is so weird. Well, first of all, I spilled this whole thing, of this Nalgene uh, all over my desk, like three minutes before it's supposed to start. Um, so I'm cleaning all that up. My hands are like all sticky and everything else right now. But um, but then I'm trying to figure out, like, I can't hear Ben. And I see, you know, in the soundboard, I can see Ben's, you know, uh, Ben talking and the fluctuations in voice. I'm like, why can't I hear it? It should be going in there. And I'm spending, like, five minutes figuring it out, and the headphones weren't plugged in. So that's how my day is going today. So uh, we're, it's, it's a work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I have no words. Like I said, you know, the, the more and more that I work with people in tech, the more and more I have concerns for the safety and security of the population. Listen, listen, you know, it's, it's funny. Like one of my buddies uh, recently sent me a message and uh, he's like, hey, he, he's a big Fortnite, not Fortnite, uh, Apex fan. And he always messages me with like, hey, my computer's turning on. What do I do? I'm like, you know, and, and, and for us, like in the industry, the biggest thing for us is like, we literally just Google stuff. Like, and we just figure out like how to navigate Google to figure out the data that we need. So my buddy re recently responds and he's like, Hey, you know, I think something's wrong with my video card. You know, maybe it's the drivers. I've already tried reinstalling this on the drivers. And I'm like, he's like, uh, every time I go to boot up apex, my screen goes white. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, if he's using apex and his screen is fine beforehand, he's still using this graphic processor to show the, the display. So I'm sure it's an issue with Apex. So I just Google white screen and Apex. And literally like the first hit on YouTube is, hey, there was a bad patch with Apex. And I looked at the date and it was like June 15th. So it's recent. And, I, and he's like, this is how you fix it. So I literally type back how to fix it from this YouTube video, you know, like that it took me 30 seconds to find. And he responds back. He's like, dude, you are the smartest person in the world. I know that totally fixed my issue. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. This is what this field is all about. It's about Googling and figuring out what other so people just, already had already experienced. So, <laughs> so you just have to go to Google. You just have to listen. You could be a hundred percent successful in this industry if you're really good at Google. Like, like the, if you if your Google level is from like a one to ten, it's like an, a seven or an eight. You are a superstar in the security industry. So, <laughs> and you just have to say it with confidence. Oh yeah, so you yeah, Google absolutely. it and say it with confidence. Yeah, you Google like, like oh, I've, I've run into this before. This is how you fix it, right? And you're literally just googling it. And like, literally, they're like, we need to promote this guy to a senior <laughs> because he is amazing. So. You know, <laughs> fucking genius. This guy is a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, it's probably similar in what I do as well, but we'll not get into it. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah. how's your week been apart from the shit show that you're having today? Uh, it was pretty good. You know, I had a solid, solid lifting week. I know you uh, learned some new exercises, which I can't wait to mm. uh, to give a shot. I was actually gonna gonna try because I think with the tonal and how you do. Um, so what we're talking about is this is a funny story. So like Ben sends me this video, and you know my response back to is it's like, hey, we're doing a bench press, you know, with dumbbells, but we don't feel like we're working our muscles as hard enough. Like we're we're destroying them, but we could destroy them even more. So how do we destroy them even more during a lift? And so they attach. You know, um, you know, armbands that attach to you, like with Velcro, that attach to you know a rope machine, and so as you're going up, you know, it's putting continual resistance um, on your arms, which is forcing your arms to kind of bend outward, uh, which is then putting as much strain as possible on your chest. So you know, Ben obviously tried that out, and, and I'm like, you know, literally, it's, it's leave it to people to be like, this bench press isn't good enough. Like we need to destroy ourselves. This even is difficult. More, right? How can I make it more difficult? Right, right. <laughs> And it's actually, you know what? It, yeah. it, it, it makes so much sense. So, okay, yeah, you know, you can get what you want to be doing regular bench press and whatever else. But if we're trying to, I guess, make the exercises as efficient as possible in terms of what you get from them, being able to work the muscle through the full range, because generally your muscle, like I think I said this last week, it's going to go from either strong to weak to strong or weak to strong to weak. So right. being able to match that in, the, in each exercise it obviously is going to be make your workouts more efficient. So what you're saying here is I'm at the bottom of a bench press. My elbows are down. The dumbbells are by my side. At that point, I am the weakest. That is my weakest part of that movement. As I press up, I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger with the resistance bands at my elbow or the cables or whatever it is. It's going to add more resistance. So as I get stronger, it gets harder. And then whenever I'm at this point where my arm's fully out in front of me, so I might not be fully out in front of me, there is actually no like resistance going through my chest because my arm is straight. So I can lock in yeah. all yeah. day long yeah. ish. So the resistance then is coming because the, the cable is pulling out my elbow. So it makes you sort of creep in and like tense that bit of your pec at the top, that little bit more. So it's yeah. like, how can you completely fry your muscle through the full range? Yeah. It's uh, it's, it was, it was a cool hack, but uh, no, good, good, uh, good lifting sessions this week. Um, funny story yesterday. Uh, I, I had a meeting all day. Uh, and it was, you know, over at Binary Defense, it was our kind of our first uh, all-hands leadership team meeting that we've had with our new leadership team that I brought in um, over at Binary. And so we have a new CEO, new CEO. We're structuring our company in a, in a way to help grow and facilitate the growth that we've had to make sure we're doing things the right way and people that have done this before. And uh, really great folks. Um, but they come from kind of like a business-centric uh, type of, of background, right? You know, like, you know, uh, Bob is a... Uh, very much a business guy, you know, leader, had, you know, run global companies, a CEO, you know, it was part of Lockheed Martin, all this other stuff. And so he's kind of a proper business guy. And I am definitely not a proper business guy. So I show up and uh, I was like 10 minutes late. I had to drop Gavin off uh, at a basketball uh, game. And I also had to get my lift in the morning because I knew I was going to be in a, in a meeting all day. And then at night, I knew we were doing dinner. So I planned my uh, workout accordingly to make sure that, you know, I had enough time to get my lift in. So I woke up literally at 530 in the morning. Got my lift I did in. Think that you text me. I was like, "Damn, it's early." Like something. Yeah, up. yeah. I had, to, I had to get my lift in, man. You're not gonna just get my lift. Um, and then I, I uh, drop Gavin off, and then I get to this meeting, and I get there like ten minutes late. So everybody's already in the meeting. It's already like you know, I haven't met actually like two of these two or three of these people in person before. Um, and I walk in in gym shorts and a cutoff t-shirt, and everybody else is in like business casual, you know, dressed up really <laughs> proper and nice. 
And uh, and so I'm like, hey, everybody, you know, welcome. And uh, they're all looking at me like I'm insane. And I was like, first impressions are most important. So, you know, I, I wanted to set the tone of, hey, you know, we can relax. We can be, you know, here, you know, chilling and have a good time. But the funny story about that is I had brought, you know, when when I plan, this is back to the, the last podcast that we had on, on or a couple podcasts ago about planning. Um, when I when I know I'm going to be in meetings all day, I make sure I have adequate enough protein. So I brought Anabars. I brought um, uh, beef jerky. I brought protein shakes. Um, you know, I brought everything so I can get my protein intake in, but I didn't think about carbohydrates. Um, and so I, I didn't have a lot of energy. And, and by the time the end of the day hit, I was like at 170, 180 grams of protein, but I only had like a hundred grams of carbohydrates. So I was like, you know, way behind. I was like 2000 calories behind on, on, um, on my calorie count for, for the day. And so we go out to dinner, I eat a big steak. Um, you know, I get some asparagus with it. Did you still uh, and, have the shorts and the cutoff top on at dinner? So, so I actually switched. So I, I, so funny story about that. So when I walked in, I walked in with a cop t-shirt. When we had a break, I actually put an actual t-shirt on. Uh, I did that as a shock effect. Because kind of you were in, intimidating the people around you because the shoulders <laughs> yeah. and arms were too big? Dude, you know how many how many compliments I got, though, on the size of my muscles throughout the day? It was awesome. I, I, I was the brunt of all jokes about some something about muscles and eating too much or eating a cow and you're or whatever. absolutely okay. But I'm okay with that. Like, you guys can make fun of me all you want. For, for muscle jokes, like, please do, because I, you know, I appreciate that, you know, it's, uh, you know, but, uh, but I, I get done with, with dinner and I had a couple drinks and things like that, which by the way, I had, I think three old fashions yesterday, incorporate that into my, um, my macro count and my recovery was still like 87% today. So that was a good thing. It didn't impact me very much, but on the way home, I'm like, I still got a thousand calories to burn and I really haven't had much carbs and I'm kind of feeling like crap, like where I'm, you know, I might be crashing from a, uh, energy perspective. So I stopped at the gas station and I, um, and I don't recommend this doing it this way, by the way, this is not the right, uh, uh, mentality to have at all, but I went and got a, uh, double oatmeal cream, little Debbie, which one of them is just a single package. And they're, they're like, like this thick and like, like this around in a circle. Can and you describe that to the people here listening and not watching? Yeah, it's not it's not a big thing. You know, it's a double decker oatmeal cream pie, basically. Um, <laughs> and it's four hundred and ninety calories for this one oatmeal cookie cream pie. It, and it's literally just so is it all like, sugar. To, just to, to describe, is it like yeah. a cookie with like a cream thing in between and then another cookie? Is that what it's like? Yeah, so so it's it's a it's a real soft cookie, oatmeal cookie. Okay. Like soft, okay. super soft. Like, delicious. Like you could, yeah, 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 delicious. And then in the middle, uh, cream, then another cookie. Then yep. another cream, and then another cookie. Oh, nice. nice yes, nice, double decker. Nice. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, I'm on board now. Everybody yeah. <laughs> knows now. They can visualize it and what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so this is 490 calories, and and I don't eat um, a ton of sugar. Like, I just, you know, even if I'm, like, going out with kids for ice cream, I'll order, like, a small and only have a little bit of it. I really try to stay away from, like, high-processed, you know, sugars, you know, refined sugars, things like that, corn syrup, sugars. You know, I, I don't do a ton of it. And so I eat this thing and I almost immediately feel like total shit. Like, I mean, like my body was like, what did you just eat? This is horrible. Like my, my, my chest started pounding out. I started getting sweaty. Um, I started feeling like total crap. I got to my house and I watched, uh, the, the season finale of stranger things season one with my kids. Cause they're just getting into stranger things. And, um, and I was on the couch, like feeling like total garbage. I wake up in the morning feeling like garbage. I'm like, why did I eat this piece of crap that I should have never touched in the first place? And it's just funny because, you know, insulin resistance and, 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 um, spiking your glucose and things like that, it has a big impact. So if you're not used to eating a bunch of garbage and refined process and sugars, your body is going to be like, Oh my God, I have an unlimited amount of energy. I'm going to destroy my body right now and, and to spike my heart rate up and everything else, because I have all this immediate, 
you know, energy that's now in my body. And I, and I just feel like total trash. So, um, that was an interesting one that I haven't felt before. And, uh, one that I hopefully will never repeat again and go and buy a double decker, little Debbie, maybe I'll only eat half of it next time and uh, save the rest for later. So, or, I mean, you could, you could eat it at the right time. Do you know what I mean? Like something right. like that post work or whatever else. If that's, if that's what you're into, do you know what I mean? Like that's why I have Coke pops. Cause it's going to be the sugar, same sort of effect. So it yeah. definitely does. Um, has its place if that's what but i mean even at the minute like you're talking about 490 calories that's a quarter of my calories like that's, yeah that's a sad day for me yeah that's a lot of of calories that you're eating in one sitting to get I mean, you know and like i said i should have been you know monitoring more carbohydrates throughout the day and doing more complex carbohydrates and more whole foods as part of it um which will get us into our discussion today but before we get into that how are you doing and how was your week yeah my week's good um i have been doing a lot of like I know I've touched on this a couple of times, but like background stuff about what we're going to do to sort of relaunch the case study group for the group coaching and stuff like that. So I've been sort of doing stuff like that um, stuff that I'm not going to mention because we sort of give too much alpha away last week with the sugar conversation, but just stuff in the background to sort of put that together. Um, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, I've had a solid week's training Um I've just prioritized it over everything else because I had missed a couple of days over the past three, four or five weeks. Um, and yeah, like I said, a lot of new movements and new exercises, which is good to sort of remind yourself to move in different ways, move with different movement patterns and things like that. So it's been cool, which is obviously good for me because then I get to do it with you guys or send it across to you guys. So it sort of gives me more tools in the toolbox, as it were. But yeah, I mean, all in all, I don't have any complaints. Um, I actually today had to leave my car off or something and, and I was dying in that area of the gym that I used to work out of and like, it was just such a surreal experience. So I went down to the coffee shop. I was training with one of my old clients. I used to train one to one. And I sit in the coffee shop. Like I sat in the same seat that I used to sit in. Like I literally used to use that as my office. I would have had clients in the morning, went over, done two or three hours work, held consultations there, spent like the rest of the day there, back over to coach, back over to the, the coffee shop, sat in the same seat, doing the same thing, the same order, like on my laptop. I was like, I did this for like four and a half, five years in this fucking same coffee shop that was exactly the same as it was then. And then as I posted on Twitter, I got into the lift and I used to do the gratitude thing in the lift every single morning. It's just like all, it's so strange coming back to this. Like I haven't been in that gym since awesome. whatever date, end of March, 2020. Um, and it was just strange that just everything was just exactly the same as it was as if I was in there yesterday. So it was a strange experience, but good session. Um, actually trained this morning, which I mean, I didn't die, which is a plus. <laughs> What, 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 what was it today? What was it look today? Uh, shoulders and arms. Shoulders and arms, yeah. Nice. Yeah, my legs are definitely feeling it after yesterday. And I have a lot of... Me too. To sort of catch up on my... To get me sort of back into the right cycle of sessions. I have like probably six days training back to back. So today was my third. So tomorrow I'm back on legs again. And my legs are feeling like not pleasant at the minute. But good. And I want to sort of get caught up with everything and then get back into the full swing of things. Because I am very conscious that you and I are going to have a lifting session or a number of lifting sessions within the next 10 to 12 weeks. So Which is going to mean it's going to get stupid, uh, you know, yeah. very stupid like we did last time. So I need to make yeah. sure I'm yeah. at full capacity, 100%. I might even take a deload week the week before just to make sure I'm ready to go, uh, you know. Bradley, who I was training with early on, he was like, so what about Dave? Is he stronger than you yet? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just hit <laughs> can't me with say that. it like that. No, 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 no. I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> so Try. yes, everything, that's me up to date. Uh, everything's good. Like, I don't have any complaints. Um, things are good. No issues. 
That's awesome. Well, that gets us into our discussion today on um, is calories in versus calories out an accurate statement? And, you know, this is some of the most hotly contested things that we hear and, talk, and, and see about on the, on the diet front, the nutrition front, uh, what people are talking about. You know, at the end of the day, is, is it as simple as calories in, is calories out, or is there complexities there, or is it total bullshit? And so I think our, our discussion today is to say, listen, what does calories in versus calories out mean? How do we use that as a tool? But is it the only tool that you need to manage, you know, in this journey that you want to do? And again, we talk um, a lot in previous podcasts about caloric deficits and surpluses and what that means and how do you maximize muscle growth versus losing body fat and, you know, muscle composition and all of those different components that make up what we want to accomplish in our, in our, in our fitness goals. But, but we have to have a structure in place to help facilitate that. And nutrition comes down to one of the most fundamental things that is as important as anything else is, that you're doing, probably the most important thing that you're doing. Because at the end of the day, if you're eating less and you're burning more, you will lose weight, right? That's as simple as it, as it is, right? But there are complexities to that. And the things that you eat make a big impact on that calories in versus calories out and promote things like muscle growth and, and, and things to that effect. And that's why you, you'll commonly hear Ben say, especially like, you know, if you start, start off with Ben, um, one of the first things that he'll tell you is like, listen, let's get you into a base nutrition model where, you know, you get, you hit your protein goals and I don't really care about the other two pieces of it, right? I don't care about the carbohydrates and the fats. We'll refine those and make those more improved over time, but it's most important to hit your protein goals so that you can maintain your muscle mass, build muscle mass, while also, if you know if your goal is to shrink, you know the fat side, start to lose and drop off that body fat while you're still, you know, promoting muscle growth and protecting that muscle. So there are a lot of things to, to dissect here and to get into, and I think it's probably one of the most important things to understand in your fitness journey because at the end of the day, the food that you bring in has a direct impact in every aspect of your health journey: the the, the muscle growth, muscle loss, fat loss, fat growth. Um, you know, all of those things are part of your nutrition piece. Plus, you know, think about this, you know, I always refer back to the Aubrey Marcus book that you, um, uh, told me to read, uh, was it own the day? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it is called own the day, own your life, own your day, own your life. And, yeah. uh, Aubrey Marcus is, uh, a great individual, but he's freaking crazy sometimes. Like he goes, like you listen to his podcast, <laughs> he's got some like really great ones on fitness. And then he goes on the tangent of like ayahuasca tripping journeys, um, where it's like eight episodes of ayahuasca trips where he's like, you know, transporting out of his body and meeting the maker. And he talks about and create a bunch of crazy shit. And I'm just like, all right, you lost me on these, man. But the other ones are good. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are good. I'm not on board with this. And I'm not on board with cold showers. <laughs> right, right. And cold showers. Yeah, screw that. And he has a cold shower company that, that sells, sells a product there. But, um, but the, the thing in Aubrey Marcus, and I'll pass it over to you here in a sec, Ben, um, is, you know, what you eat is what your body is made of. So, you know, you think about it, when you're eating junk, your body is being replaced by junk, right? And um, if you're eating good foods, whole foods, things that are single source foods, uh, your body is being replaced with those natural ingredients that allows our body to grow uh, in a more efficient way. And so that impacts everything from, you know, sensitivity to dopamine inhibitors that make us more susceptible to eating junk uh, to, you know, spiking your insulin or insulin resistance, which is a bad thing. Uh, versus ins insulin sensitivity, which is what we want. Um, and all of those things are a factor of the types of things that we eat. So is it calories in versus calories out? Yes, but there's caveats to that in how we eat, what we eat, and what we focus our efforts on eating to make that a successful journey for us. 
Yeah, I think the first thing that we need to, to differentiate between is the difference between weight loss and a difference, the difference between weight loss and fat loss. So if you think about weight loss, weight loss is losing weight. So it can come from fat mass or it can come from lean muscle mass. Now, I think I can speak for you in this one that we don't want to lose, we don't want to lose any muscle mass. I think that's probably the last thing that we want to do. And if you talk about fat loss, it just comes from body fat. So differentiating, differentiating between the two is important because, okay, yes, you can eat quote unquote junk food or non-nutrient dense food, be in a deficit, eat less than you're burnt, burn more than you're eating and you will lose weight, but it will come from fat mass and it will come from lean muscle mass. Whereas if you eat good quality foods, you eat nutrient dense foods, you keep your protein goal high and you lift weights, you can lose body fat, which yes, okay, will in turn lose weight in a sense. And you can keep that muscle mass. So the differentiate between the two, I think is important at the start of this conversation. Um, the, this sort of came from, I guess, the if it fits your macros um, crew that the sort of fitness industry moved into a while ago, that my only sort of knowledge of it was all I saw was PTs and coaches hand out diet plans that you could eat Skittles and Pop-Tarts and Jaffa Cakes and everything was going to be okay. While I always want you guys to have as much freedom and flexibility as possible, I do think having some sort of guidelines and restrictions with that, or at least having okay, I can have this as long as I hit these targets or I'm eating 80% whole foods or, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining a decent protein level or whatever it is. Um, so in answer to your question, I mean, it depends on the person and it depends on what the goal is, but I'm going to I'm going to say that the majority of people want to lose fat versus just weight loss. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we, we talked about the balance between, you know, losing weight, you know, the, the scale is, is your worst enemy. So if your goal is to gain 20 pounds of muscle mass, you know, you're going to have to gain that weight somewhere. Right. And it's going to have to grow from somewhere and your scale is going to have to grow in order for you to gain those 20 pounds of weight of, of muscle, the, the muscle mass. If you're trying to lose weight, but you don't have the muscle yet, then you're still going to look unless you get super, 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 super shredded. You know, we're talking sub 10% body fat. Um, you're not going to look the way that you want to. Okay. Uh, and at least, at least, you know, maybe, maybe you, you do personally, but you're not going to look like that shredded, you know, type of look because you athletic. dropped athletic type of look, right? Um, if you dropped, let's just say 15, 20 pounds and now you were skinny ish, but you still have, you know, you know, the belly, you don't have the abs, you don't have the muscle definition. You don't look athletic in any way. So it's possible to be super skinny and not look athletic and it's possible to be super overweight, but have a lot of muscle. It's, it's a balance between those that you have to think about. And one of the things that actually spurned this conversation today is I was uh, on Twitter and I saw um, there's this, this Dr. Uh, Einfeld um, who um, is the, the CEO and founder of diet doctor. And he was talking about uh, his tweet was a 400 calorie donut and a 400 calorie uh, and 400 calories of salmon have wildly, wildly different effects on the body and, uh, uh, and uh, future food intake. Repeatedly eating a 400-calorie donut drives obesity and poor metabolic, metabolic health, 
while a 400, cal- uh, 400 calories of salmon protects against it, a calorie is not a calorie. And I agree with him to some extent, but I don't like that last statement, a calorie is not a calorie. So while he is accurate in stating, you know, uh, if you're eating a donut, that's going to be literally all carbohydrates, all sh- processed sugar, um, and it's all going to be something that spikes your glucose, creates glucose insensitivity, which means that it's harder to, to take that glucose and use it for your body's energy because you already have such a large quantity of it. And then that's going to be stored immediately to fat. Whereas if you're eating something, but it's delicious. It is. Donuts are You can't argue. You can't argue. Like, yeah. you can't argue. Like, you don't talk. Anyway. Yeah. No. And, and, and these foods, they're designed for humans. They're, they have been manufactured and produced for humans and our pleasure. That's why they're so good is because they, they literally trigger so many pieces of uh, uh, amazing feelings in our body because one, it's literally immediate energy. Two, the dopamine inhibitors that we have in our body is immediately saying this is freaking awesome. And then three, it's it's literally filled with with all the things that we need to store fat, which our body typically wants to try to store fat, so that when we are starving, which we obviously don't have that problem much anymore, and obviously in third world countries and things like that, but food is readily available to us at all times. We don't have to worry about starving. Um, it's one of those things that our body maximizes that that amount to store for for, for fat for later lot or for, for later use. So it is uh, genetic, you know. It's, it's it's engineered for taking advantage of how our body is working, and it doesn't have the same type of density as like fruit, for example, which has dietary fibers and ways of digestion. It's not immediately being used, even though it may be a simple carbohydrate. It's very different than the sugars that we're putting into our bodies from like a donut or things to that effect. So all of these things. Um, are, are a problem. Now, when we're eating salmon, think about what's in salmon. For one, it's a whole food. So the ingredient list is literally one, you know, and you start to look at, um, you know, the, uh, you start to look at the components of what breaks down that salmon. Well, for one, you have omega-3 fatty acids, which if you want, you should listen to our previous podcast on omega-3s. Uh, one of the biggest things you can do to re- reduce cardiovascular health uh, or cardiovascular risk as well as increased longevity of health. Um, that's why folks in heavy fish diets live longer uh, is primarily due to the omega-3 fatty acids. I can totally hear you typing, by the way. Sorry. Out there. Sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to look at salmon. And then the good fats that are from there uh, and the uh, good amount of protein that's there are all things that your body can use to structure um, you know, good growth of muscle, good growth of burn of energy and fuel, good sources of fuel, all of those things are what our body or na- body is naturally designed to process and to use. So, you know, the doctor is absolutely right in the sense that the 400 calories from a donut are very different than the 400 calories from a salmon. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if I were to eat the same amount of 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 that, and 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 I, I let's just say ate, you know, 1500 calories of donuts, I would probably feel like total shit because I'm not getting the right amount of, of nutrients in my body, uh, things to replenish with, and I'm rebuilding my body from scratch or rebuilding my body from junk, um, I wouldn't feel the same as a salmon. But if, if I burned 2,500 calories, I would still lose weight even after eating those donuts because your body is shedding those calories and it has to take those calories from somewhere else. So these are all the things that we have to consider when we're eating. Obviously, we want to eat proper things to replenish our body with, but at the end of the day, it's not, you know, it's not an exact calories in versus calories out. Yeah. I think the, the main thing to sort of think about is 400 calories with the donut and 400 calories with the salmon. 
will provide you with the same energy because if you think about calories as energy it's 400 calories regardless of where it's coming from so 400 calories worth of energy but how your body processes it and the 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 effects after is probably what or where the concern would be so if you think about I mean, I don't know about you, but a donut that's 400 calories is not going to fill me. 400 calories of salmon is not going to fill me either. But whenever you start to think about how long it'll take your body to process that, how long it'll take it to break it down, you start to look at like the thermic effect of your body sort of breaking down and processing and actually handling that. I think I actually pulled the percentages up here so I could, I didn't bastardize it whenever I was talking about it. So generally it's going to take between 25 and 30% of the calories consumed to burn down and break or break down and digest protein. For fats, it's between seven and eight, and for, no, sorry, for carbs, between seven and eight, and for fats, it's between two and four. So you can see the difference in that just from how the macros are broken down within your body. And then if you look at, this is what I was trying to do whenever I was typing, if you look at a donut, it's going to give you 6% protein, 36% fat, 58% carbs, based on 400 calories, whereas with a salmon, it's 36% protein, 20 Fifty-seven percent fat and seven percent carbs. So the way your body would process and handle that, and the length of time that it would be in your system, and how "quote unquote" full it would keep you in the grand scheme of things, you'll get more from the salmon. But donuts are still delicious. They are delicious. They are delicious. So are uh, oatmeal cream. Uh, you know, I said this before. Like in general, and anybody feel free to correct me on this. Circular foods are optimal. In my opinion, anything that comes in a circular food is God tier food. In my opinion, donuts, <laughs> burgers, pizza, tacos, technically, because the tortilla is a circle. Yeah. Like cookies. Cookies. Yep. Yep. Anything circle based is going to be amazing, right? Yeah. 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 But anyway, back to the company. <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, and, and these are things that you have to kind of plan out as you're going through um, and, and how you're structuring how many calories are going in. And this is why, you know, to me, calorie counting is, is, is still one of the most fundamental and foundation things that I do because it gives me an understanding of where I need to be within a day, how much I need to eat, how much I don't. And then from there, you know, when you look at your calories, you look at, okay, what are, what are my calories consist of? And calories consist of uh, what are called macronutrients. We've covered these in great depth in previous ones. We'll just do a quick refresher on it. Uh, macros are going to be, um, you know, your carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, and, you know, there, there's a lot of diets out there that are high fat, high protein, a lot of car- diets that are carbohydrates and protein centric. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever you decide works best for your body. You know, Ben and I have talked at a number of occasions that for us, um, you know, high carbohydrates, high protein, low fats work best for us, especially for our objectives and goals, which is putting on as much muscle mass. The carbohydrates provide a substantial amount of energy for us while the protein protects our muscles, continues to build muscle and add new muscle. Um, even when we're in caloric deficit, uh, you know, having ample amounts of protein and the general rule of thumb is one, uh, one gram of protein per one pound of lean muscle mass. That does not mean your entire weight. So if you're 250 pounds and you're obese, that doesn't mean you need to eat 250 grams of protein. You need to kind of understand like, Hey, I'm, you know, what's my body fat percentage. Let's take that into account and then kind of equate into that. Well, my lean, lean body mass is so if you're 250. Let's just say you're, I'll just go with like six, four, cause that's what I am. Uh, and you're 250 pounds and you're overweight and it's not muscle, I'd probably say you're probably around the, you know, 180 to 200 grams of protein per day um, as a general baseline benchmark of what that is. But again, it's going to fluctuate based on size, um, your muscle mass, uh, things to that effect. If you're just starting in this journey, a lower count of protein is probably fine. And as you start to build more muscle, um, increasing 
the, that amount of protein to protect that muscle, especially if you're in a, in a calorie deficit. To me, um, I can never get as, enough protein because I'm, I'm ensuring that I'm, I'm protecting my muscle, especially if I'm in a deficit. The more protein I have available, the more I ensure that my, my muscles have enough to regrow and be used versus having to eat my muscle and remove my muscle as a byproduct of being in a caloric deficit versus shaving off fat. So, you know, when we, we talk about macros, it's carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, um, and it's breaking out enough calories for you to be able to complete your exercise. And I was actually just listening to, um, I like to listen to like people's journeys in bodybuilding. And there was this recent one I, I listened to, it was, it was called the basics of bodybuilding. And it was uh, from an individual that I can't remember his name offhand, but he was talking about massively huge guy of obviously bodybuilder uh, world competitions. Um, he was talking about, Hey, these are the things that, that I wish I knew when I first started bodybuilding, because these are things that, you know, I often, you know, um, you know, use today that I didn't necessarily use yesterday. And he was talking about how, you know, carbohydrates for him are his fuel. And if you're not getting enough carbohydrates, you're not putting in enough um, energy into your workouts, you're not going to get the desired results that you have. In addition, he also said that, you know, the carbohydrates are what are uh, providing the fuel for your, for you. And you're in, and because you're lifting and you're exerting yourself, you're doing more work than a normal human being does in a day. So you're exerting yourself more than a human being does. And that's maybe by double by triple or more than a human being does. So you need to eat more in order to ensure that you're, you're, you're able to increase muscle mass while also decreasing your body fat percentage as things go along. And so it was, it was just a interesting discussion on that to making sure protecting muscle while hitting your desired results of what you want to, but also recognize that this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of time. Uh, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm really just two years into this journey uh, of where I'm at and I've made some substantial progress. And I'm very happy with where I'm at, but I can't wait to see where I'm at two years from now, two years from that, two years from that. I can't wait till I'm 50 and I'm deadlifting, you know, 700 pounds. Uh, let's do it. You know, I'm in, uh, but you know, again, it's about eating right, you know, calories in versus calories out, making sure that's a, a staple foundation of what I do. I track everything that I eat, but I also got to make sure, Hey, I'm eating the right types of food, um, that allow my body to replenish itself with good product. Yeah. And I think take it right back to what you were saying about the little Debbie double decker cream pie, whatever the fuck it was. You felt like shit because yeah. you ate shit. And that is literally what it comes down to. Like you, you will feel as good as the quality of fuel or nutrients or food that you put into your body. I know if I eat whole foods, plenty of vegetables, plenty of protein, fats, carbs, I, my body will feel good. Like I function better. I have better. I work better. I train better. Like I feel better. Whereas if I eat cheeseburgers and I'm drinking Irish car bombs and you know, I'm eating snacks and like just shitty food. I'm going to feel shit. I just, I'm not as productive. My body just doesn't function as well because I put shitty quality stuff into it. So it literally comes down to that. So it's like, okay, right. Can I eat shit quality food and lose weight? Yes. But what will the quality of my life be like? Do I want to do that and feel shitty all the time? Or is there a better way that I can do that? Like a more efficient, more productive way that I can actually do this that will allow me to better the quality of my life and not just lose some pounds because I want to lose some pounds. Yep. Yep. And, and I mean, the, the food aspect of things, you know, again, I can't uh, emphasize how important that is um, in your, your fitness journey. You know, uh, if you're not taking control of what you're eating, 
you're not going to be successful regardless of how much weight you put in. And uh, there was uh, uh, the guy that, that played Jack Reacher. Uh, let me find his name really quick. Uh, hang on. Uh, two seconds. It, it was uh, Alan Richardson. Uh, Alan Richardson is, is a guy that physique-wise I really admire because he's you know six three six four, same body type and build as me. He's just a bit bigger than me, and I'm jealous of that, but I'm, I'm going to get there, right? And um, one of the things I liked about him was he talked about how he was able to put on muscle mass. Uh, he, he says he didn't use steroids, which is great. Um, I, I find that hard to believe that he put on 40 pounds of muscle in two year, or a year or a year and a half. I don't think that's even possible. Um, but, uh, but let's just say that is true. Uh, his body type is, is very impressive from that perspective. And one of the things that he said that I thought was interesting was, you know, he's like, listen, I, uh, I, I, I literally lift all the time, but I do a ton of cardio because I eat like shit. And he like basically will kill himself via cardio so that he can still eat what he wants to because he's obviously burning so much calories on the cardio side that allows him to to maintain that. But when he talks about how he he ate like crap, it was like things like sushi, for example. Which is sushi really bad for you? Not really, you know. I mean, it rice delicious also delicious also Not, rice uh, circular food too. It's it is circular food. It's circular. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're thinking about that. You know, let's let's take in a probably high sodium content. Um, but you got, uh, you know, rice, which is going to be a complex carbohydrate. You got, um, you know, uh, protein in there and, and fat, uh, omega-3 fatty acids and fish uh, and fat in the fish. You got tuna, salmon, you know, et cetera. I would argue that that's not necessarily a unhealthy food. You need to incorporate that in. If you eat all salmon all day long or all sushi all day long, it's probably not going to be good from like a, um, like a chemicals perspective and, and, and what they have from that side. But at the end of the day, as long as you're balancing those macronutrients and you're eating whole foods, that's a whole food. You're eating rice and you're eating, you know, you're eating fish. So I think I'm going to order some, some sushi right now, but, <laughs> but I mean, but he's putting himself in, you know, he, but he's saying basically is I do a ton of cardio so I can eat a lot as well on top of it uh, to go and build it. I don't think that's necessarily a great strategy to, to try. You need to control what you're eating. Um, and, and, you know, and here's the thing. You know, it's, it's interesting. My, my journey of food continues to evolve every day and every year. Um, you know, I remember when I first started with you, Ben, uh, my, my idea of food was, man, I need more food. I want to eat more food. I'm always hungry. I want to eat. I want to eat. And I don't, I don't think about it like that anymore. I'm like, man, I, I got to eat because I need to ensure that I'm getting the right amount of food. And, you know, there are times where I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to pig out. I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want to. Okay. But that's a very big rarity for me nowadays. And it's more so I eat because I need to eat for my body to replenish itself. I don't eat for my pleasure. And, and I don't want to say I don't have pleasure eating, but it doesn't drive and control me anymore like it used to. And, you know, and it's easy for me to say right now that I'm on 3,300 calories or 3,200 calories. Um, <laughs> and we just keep going up from there. But uh, um, even, but even when I was at, you know, 2,500, 2,600, 2,700, I didn't have a problem with food. I actually was like, Hey, I'm comfortable here. I'm hungry at times, but I'm not like starving. I know my body doesn't need to eat right now. And so it just really has made a big difference in how I actually view food because it might, my, my mindset, my ability to eat whole foods and what I eat and more quality of foods that I eat, uh, really remove those cravings of just eating garbage and junk. And, and Aaron said the same thing. You know, Aaron went through like a four day detox. That was just ridiculous. Like you don't literally eat anything. You starve yourself, but she rolled into that into keto and she's been doing very well with that. Um, and uh, what she said is that, you know, her sweet tooth that she always had for chocolates, for ice cream, for things like that is completely gone. And the stuff that she used to eat or that she used to hate, like the, 
you know, you know, artificially sweetened stuff. She's like, man, this tastes amazing. This stuff is great. Um, so she's able to, to take a little bit of sweetness in certain things, but not like the garbage stuff that you're eating, you know, all the artificial sweetness garbage, but, uh, but she's been doing a really good job with just maintaining that because she's not, you know, focused on in, in putting in all of that, you know, dopamine rush and stuff that's engineered to make us want to eat more. It's like you drink a can, a, a soda can of, of Coca-Cola and it's got 54 grams of sugar in it and you're starving afterwards, but you literally just ate, you know, you know, 400 calories or 300 calories of pure sugar, you know, it's not good for you. It's not great for you at all. Um, and those are the things that we need to be, be cognizant of as we're going through, cut down the shit and eat whole foods. And, you know, you know, every once in a while, you know, spurge do whatever you need to, but keep it within the confines of, of your calorie counts and what you're dealing with. And that will ultimately lead to the success that you have. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm a fan of a good burger. Like I'm a fan of a good, like I, I'm not, you know, I remember it was actually Louise the first time that I put a picture of pizza on Instagram. She was like, Oh my God, you eat pizza. And I was like, yeah. Like, why would you think that I don't? And like looking at me as if, you know, I just eat quote unquote clean foods all the time. <laughs> um, and I think that what I try and teach with all of you guys is, is how you can have those things. Because yeah. if I were to tell you that you, I, I want you to eat broccoli, ever again all you would think about is broccoli it doesn't matter what it is but because you've been told that you can't have it you will want it um that, so that, that wouldn't work for me if you said avocado or guac because i hate avocado and guac so you're like <laughs> are you going to test it out? <laughs> see. You see. It's, it's not gonna work i hate it, it looks like boogers tastes like boogers so it's not gonna yeah. although, <laughs> how do you know what boogers tastes like i was just about to caveat with i don't know what boogers taste like but if i were to guess what they taste like it would be avocado so you know avocado yeah flavor. yeah 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 if i had avocado flavored boogers <laughs> anyway so what I try and teach is how you can have these things in moderation, but like include them within your sort of calorie balance, if it were. And if you look at, say, for example, you get paid every week in calories and you have 20,000 calories every week to spend. Technically, as long as you manage it within the confines of 80% whole foods and 20% junk, whatever you want, you can spend that in whatever way you want. So if you're the sort of person that you want to have something every day, you know, potentially you have 400 calories that you can spend every day on chocolate or the delicious donut that we've been talking about, whatever it is, you can do that. Or if it's a case of, you know, you want to have date night or you want to go out for dinner or you want to go and have a drink and you do that at the weekend and you sort of pull back in your calories Monday to Friday, knowing Friday night or Saturday, you're going to have a thousand calories, 1200 calories, 1500 calories to go out and do whatever the hell you want with. And that is how you manage your weeks. Instead of looking at it day by day, look at it across the week and how you can manage it. So yes, you can have burgers. Yes, you can have sushi. Yes, you can have cookies, little debbies. You can do all those things as long as you know what you're doing and know how to manage it and when to pull back and how to bank calories, how to balance things across the week. And literally it comes down to, and I've said this my entire coaching career, if you're going to eat like a dick at the weekend, don't eat like a dick during the week. And if you can do that, you're in a good space to make progress. One thing that, that I've sort of picked up on, obviously I've been doing, we've been doing, monthly one-to-one -one check-in calls with all the clients. And it's been so good just to actually be able to have conversations with people instead of me. I know we haven't done ours yet, but I get to speak to you more often. We do literally else. talk all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's been good to have actual conversation versus me just talking at the computer. And a couple of things that sort of picked up on this week is number one, uh, I was on call with Dale yesterday morning. Yeah. And uh, he, he was laughing that people were asking him like, why, why he, is reducing his calories and why he's doing this. And he says, because I love food and the thought process, it doesn't really make sense, but 
it comes down again to the discipline equals freedom because he has the discipline yeah. now to manage his calories, lose body fat, then move into a muscle building phase. When he gets to the point where there physically is more of him, more muscle mass, as we said, yep. more calorie allowance, he will have the leeway to eat more food. So the same as you now versus you two years ago, you can get away with eating more food because there physically is more of you. So his thought process is, if I have the discipline to do this now, down the line, then I have more leeway and more freedom with my food. Yeah. And then again, another another conversation that probably sort of ties into to what we're talking about today. Um, I was talking to Jason earlier on today and he was saying about how he feels like he's just sort of stuck in, you know, he's stuck in almost maintenance mode. Um, and the thing that we sort of came away from the conversation with is, you know, whenever you start the journey, you can make progress pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, if you have a lot of body fat to lose, it's easy, quote unquote, easy to lose it at the start. And it's the most fucked up thing because it's like, the more time and effort that you put yeah, in, the harder, the more progress you make, the harder yeah. it gets. It's like, it's like backwards almost. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the conversation went on and the, the sort of thing that I, I put across to him, I was like, look, you have been in a calorie deficit for what feels like ever, like <laughs> probably a year yeah. or 18 months, like a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, and you know, okay. Yes. Maybe eating 2,200 calories, probably allowed you to get to the place you're at now but if you think about how your body has adapted over time so mm -hmm. you know there there is 70 pounds less of you now than there was then so that same deficit isn't going to give you yeah. the results do you know what i mean it's like if i give you a 70 pound backpack to put on and you walk about but you're going to burn more calories because yes. you got that fucking backpack on and then if you take it off you're not going to burn as many calories so you need to sort of adapt it as you come down and that's why you know you can't just go oh i'm going to be in a 500 calorie deficit and i'll lose a pound of body fat a week yep. it doesn't really work it works it works in the short term right but you need to adapt it and go through it over time it's called a adaptive thermogenesis i think well, people call it starvation mode, but it's not <laughs> adaptive thermogenesis. Yeah. So as your body adapts, comes down and down and down, you need to balance the calories. The takeaway from the conversation was I actually increased his calories to bring him back up to maintenance level so that we could sort of see how his body responds at that. Because he thought I was going to reduce him, but I did the opposite because <laughs> the black magic that we all know about. Yeah, your, your, your dark magic is uh, one of the most amazing <laughs> things ever. I still don't understand it, but it, it's interesting, you know, like as, as our bodies change, um, you know, we, we change along with it as does the calorie in count and things, uh, calorie intake and, and what we eat and how we eat, uh, changes. So for me, for example, um, you know, I've put on a substantial amount of muscle mass over the past two years that we've worked together and, you know, I'm a bigger person, which requires much more calories for my body to maintain. It's the same concept. If I was overweight, if I want to maintain my overweight status, I need to continue to eat food to maintain that overweight status. Same thing for losing weight. If you drop 70 pounds and you're eating, let's just say 2,500 calories, that worked for you when you weighed that additional 70 pounds, but it doesn't work for you now. So if you want to drop more, you're going to need to decrease more to go and do that or increase more, build more muscle, then decrease back to your 2,500 uh, count again. So it's this, this balance that you have to work through to figure out how your body works. And, and you do that by the scale, you do that by your measurements, you do that by understanding, you know, where you're at in the process. And again, it's those small increments that make a big difference. So if you're dropping two pounds consecutively a week, you know, you're in a good caloric deficit and that's where you need to be. If you start to slow down 
and you're only hitting one pound a week, well, maybe we need to drop another 100 calories or another 100 calories there. And then that gets you to that two pounds a week that you start to, to, to recognize because your body is changing. It's not the same as it was when you had 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever it ends up being. And it's, again, it's the same thing that I've, I've learned. Um, just a few weeks ago, you know, I got hit with COVID and I wasn't paying attention to what I was eating. I stopped ca- counting calories. I still put in uh, Cocoa Pebbles, uh, uh, Cocoa Pebbles protein each day so that I didn't lose my, my, my streak of like, you know, 470 days of, of, of logging. But I didn't log my calories because I was just feeling like shit. And I didn't pay attention to what I was eating. And I definitely was not getting enough calories. And I lost like seven to eight pounds in a week because I wasn't paying attention. Now, in one aspect, that's amazing. I'm like, oh, shit, I can lose weight whenever I need to. I just need to drop my calories and I'm good. And I know I can do that now. So that gives me some confidence. And, you know, like if I ever needed to, to really shave and to cut, I feel like I could do it. Because I'm not tied to that to that that amount of food, and I and honestly, I, it's it, it for me to eat this much amount of food, I have to be conscious. Like I just ordered some sushi as we're on here to get you know <laughs> the calories that I need. I'm gonna go downstairs and make a protein shake. Did you order it to the, the house or did you order it to the I office? Got the right, I got the damn right address this time. So real quick, funny sidebar story. Um, it was it was like three days ago. Um, I ordered food for my kids for DoorDash. And I forgot to change the address and it got delivered to the trust tech office, which was just like 15 minutes away from my house. But it's in just, a, you know, when I say 15 minutes, I'm in the middle of the country. So 15 minutes is like nothing distance wise. Um, and, they, and so, you know, every, all the same restaurants are all in the same location as me, but they're all 15, 20 minutes away. Because so, I'm like centrally located, you know, and then you have some on the east and some on the west. Anyways, um, so I ordered the wrong thing. So I had to drive the trust tech, get the food, drive it back. No bullshit. The next day, I did the exact same thing. Literally, sent it to trust the second again. So every time, and so it's a funny story. So like, I I'm about to go to checkout, and I'm like, oh shit, did I did I select the right address? So I checked it again really quick just to make sure, and I am going to the right address this time, so I'm good. But again, what you eat and how you eat and the types of calories may not be the same calories in versus calories out that your body needs as you progress through this journey. That changes, that that morphs, and you have to recognize the indicators that are there. So for Jason, if you're stuck in that situation and you don't, you feel like you're more in a maintenance mode, guess what? You're in a maintenance mode because you're either a not eating enough to build that muscle to then eventually reduce those to, to hit that 2,500 calorie mark, or whatever it was, or you need to drop more in a deficit. If you want to lose more weight, it's literally a game of math back and forth and thermogenics of how your body's actually activated. Now there are some nuances to this, right? And, and Ben, you're probably more familiar with this than, than I am. But your body does start to go in more of like a starvation mode where it tries to hold on to those calories, that, you know, and you start to reduce in energy. So, you know, there's a really fine balance between this because if you drop your calories too much, you're not going to have the energy to increase yourself and leverage yourself and what you need to to hit those goals that you want to. So you have to be very careful with how many calories you reduce and, and use or else you're, you're not going to hit the, the what you need to actually, you know, hit the goals that you need to for your, for your fitness journey. Yeah, so the what you're what you're quoting as starvation mode is that adaptive thermogenesis, and I've said this before. It's like if you see if you're watching me, you see me talking. I'm like I'm very expressive. I talk my hands. I'll always be fiddling with something. I'll be moving. Like I move quite a lot. If I was in a like a, a quite a severe deficit, you would not see that. My body subconsciously would be stopping all those processes, and it would just be sort of slowing me down because it's trying to save energy. Like that's literally what it's trying to do. It's like okay, right, we're not getting the fuel that we need here. Let's get rid of all the processes and all the things that, that 
we're not using. And at an extreme level, you know, females will see this if if they super restrict their calories and they're super low, they're like their bodily functions will change. So like they'll not have a period and things like that because your body's literally in a place where it's like, okay, right, I don't actually need to do this at the minute. I'm just trying to survive. And that's that's why things like that will happen. So your body's adapting to what you're putting it through. The reason that I brought Jason's calories up was because yes, okay, you can go further down the rabbit hole of lower and lower and lower calories, but then you run the risk of like your workouts suck, you're pissed off all the time everything's a chore because you're trying to like get the mental clarity to get you to the place where you can actually function day to day to be a parent, to be a partner, to be in work, whatever it is. So, you know, it obviously takes a lot of trust as well. And I understand that because I was like, the goal is fat loss and I'm on a call and I'm like, right, the goal is fat loss. What we're going to do is increase the calories. And I realized some people are just like, what the, f-? like who the fuck brought this guy? Like, what is, what's he talking about? Like, is that opposite of everything yes. that I've ever done? But yeah, you've been there. I, I have, but I have seriously doubted your prof- you, 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 you and your knowledge and everything else on many occasions, you know. And I'm like, it freaking worked. I don't understand this. Okay, I, and then and then you get my implicit trust from there on out. I've never doubted you ever again. So, <laughs> but the thing about it is, you know, the first thing you need to realize is, I said, look, we'll do this for four weeks and see how your body responds. Right. In the grand scheme of things, four weeks isn't a long period of time. So if it doesn't for some reason work then we can just pull things back and we can go again. But it'll give them that sort of that break. For me as well, I, like me personally, I know that if I have a period of time where my calories are increased, it's a mental win. So like even if I go to the gym and I have an extra 200 calories a day, I'm a fucking, I'm the Hulk. Do you know what I mean? I'm the strongest I've ever yeah. been because I have those additional two calories. Yes, to an extent, I do actually have them in my body. But psychologically, it's much different whenever I go to the gym because I'm not technically in a deficit and I have a lot more energy. The other thing as well is that, you know, you're talking about your journey and the, the things that you've done and, you know, the understand that you have that you now trust the fact that, okay, look, maybe if I push calories a little bit much, I'll maybe be in a position that my body composition isn't where I want it to be. I'm maybe carrying a little bit more body fat. And I know, you know, whenever we did this, the first sort of time round that we did this, you were in that mentality of that you didn't want to wake up as quote unquote big Dave again. So the, the belief system that then you have in yourself as the, do you know what, if I do need to do this or I do need to change or I do need to pull back or I do want to lose body fat, I can do it because this fucking process works. And the only way that you get that and the only way that you change that belief system is by doing it, by going through the different phases, by understanding what it is that you need, by going through, you know, okay, surplus build up to here, deficit, okay, it works, I lost weight, I lost body fat in a better position, surplus again, deficit, surplus, deficit, whatever it is that you need to do. And then you build out this, you know, what works for Dave. And the best thing I said this before, like, you know, the internet is the best and the worst thing. Cause you can read two articles on Google back to back to tell you the opposite thing. And the worst thing and the best thing about it is they're all true for that person that wrote them. I don't believe a lot of people are like writing it as if it's bullshit. Like they're writing it cause that's maybe what worked for them, but what works for them doesn't work for me. And what works for them doesn't work for you. So you can get lost in this. Like you're trying to do some, what works for somebody else and it doesn't work. And you're like, Oh, this doesn't work. Whereas everything will work for everybody at the right time, in the right place, with the right set of circumstances, as long as you have an understanding of what you actually need. And I said this again, you know, for me, with you guys, the greatest gift, and this is, you know, the best thing that Callum ever gave me was the understanding of my own body. And that is what I always want to give back to anybody that I work with, because once you have that, 
you will never struggle with any sort of progress or weight loss or weight gain or whatever your goal is. Like if you know what you need to do and you break it down, you have the data, you have the information, you're willing to be consistent, put the work in. Like yep. you, you can, you can make progress. Like it's just about spending some time working that shit out. And that's actually why, you know, I used to do, whenever I coached in the gym floor, I used to do, you know, you could work with me for 12 weeks, but now it's a minimum of six months because you need to spend that time going through at least two phases or at least spend that time understanding because the first couple of weeks are just sort of find your feet. Like how do I hit my fucking protein goal? How do I hit my calories? Like what the fuck's he talking about HRV? Then you sort of get into the process of like, okay, right. I sort of understand what's going on here. And then we go through two different phases and you hit that roadblock of, okay, I'm not losing weight. Then I'm able to explain it. And then you're at the place of like, okay, I have a better understanding of, of what it is that I actually need and not, I need to do this because the guy at the gym told me and it's like a fucking 300 pound bodybuilder and you're like 170 pounds just trying to lose a bit of body fat. Like it's two completely different worlds and you need to just understand what it is that you need to do for yourself. Yep. And uh, that journey on, on understanding, I can't emphasize enough how critical you were in that process for me, Ben, because without that um, understanding, I would have been completely lost in maximizing my gains, maximizing my journey. And I would have stayed at a stuck state. I guarantee it. I guarantee you, I would have never pushed myself. Uh, I would have never hit the the calories that I needed to. I would have been in a stuck effect. And I think that's what a lot of people really fear. And, and my, my biggest thing is if you're not using a personal trainer that can give you an outside perspective, and I'm not trying to sell Ben here. Listen, I make no money off of this. I make no money off of Ben. I still pay Ben the full amount for being a trainer. You know, I, I, there's nothing here that, that I'm saying from an unbiased perspective other than Ben is a good friend of mine. Uh, and I, I believe in his results, which is why we did this podcast and, and we're sharing our journeys here because I've had so much success. I want others to share in that success, which is my whole career in cybersecurity, by the way, is sharing my success um, with everybody else, trying to help other people that help me and vice versa and the industry and new people. It's, it's, it's so monumentally important to have that outside perspective to push you. If you don't have a personal trainer, rely off of the data and rely off of not being comfortable with yourself, push yourself. Um, so if you're staying stagnant on that scale, you need to drop calories. If your goal is weight loss, you know, and, and if you're not hitting that, you need to drop your calories again. I don't care if you get 200 calories a day, if it's, Obviously, that's not the case. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, but but you need to keep dropping until you hit your desired goals there. If your goal is, listen, this is such a hard balance because everybody wants to be shredded with muscles tomorrow. And it does not work that way. I could, you know, uh, there was a part there uh, where, you know, we got I got super lean, uh, right? And I was super lean and uh, I literally had no muscle definition. And I had these tiny arms and I had, I could see like four, almost five of my abs and I had no gut. And I'm like, I don't like how that looks. I, I, I want to be bigger. And, um, and so now we're pushing myself into muscle gain and guess what? You know, we're, you know, I'm still not at a point yet where I have enough muscle to where I'm, I'm happy with, but guess what? In another year, after we push this and that's, that's been our goal. We talked about this in our last plan is, you know, we push through summer, we push through winter, we push the calories. We, you know, you know, probably do a couple of mini cuts in there just to make sure that I'm not getting too much body fat but we're continuing to push the muscle growth. And then by summertime, we, t we take a hard cut and, you know, I, I knocked that off and now I can see all the fruits of the labor that I put into all of this and really see the definition, see the muscle, because I've been able to build that up over time. And that's this whole journey. Like if you look at like um, guys that are in the gym, they've been in there for 15 years, 10 years, 20 years, right? It has taken them that long to get that big. There is no way you're going to get there in six months. 
There is no way you're going to get there in a year. But what you can do, especially if you're already overweight, um, we, we, you shave the body fat off as much as possible while still ensuring that you're building muscle and you get down to a comfortable state of where you're at. And that's maybe it's being able to see visible abs, you know, just be able to see a little bit of the ab structure there. You're not, not going to be shredded. You're not going to be cut, but you're still maintaining a little bit of body fat. And then you start to build muscle up again, which is where I'm at. You know, like I can still see my abs. I still have a relatively lean profile. You know, I'm not as lean as I would like to be, but I also recognize that I need to build muscle in order to eventually shred that off because I'm not at a state where I'm, I'm currently there. And then you start to build that muscle up while not allowing yourself to get out of control. You ever see those big muscle dudes that have these huge muscles and these massive fucking guts? I don't want to be like that, right? And you can easily get that way out of control. You can sit there and just pound calories all day long and you're eating 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 calories and you're going to gain an ass ton of muscle and it's going to be a bitch to knock that off. I mean, it's going to be a bitch to knock off that gut. So, you know, balance it in a control fashion. So if you're already overweight, shred that fat off, you know, gradually over time in a, in a low, a slight, slight core deficit while you're doing resistance training to build that muscle up. And then from there, you start to, you know, um, start to increase the calories to build your muscle up while keeping a relatively lean physique, that is the best way to get to your desired results, but it's going to take time. It's not going to happen in a year or two years or three years. Well, maybe it will. I mean, physique wise, I feel great. I got so many compliments yesterday from folks that didn't seem like you're just jacked. I haven't seen you in two years. Oh my God. You know, that's awesome. That's great. But I'm personally not where I want to be at. I want to be much bigger. Right. And so it's, it's what we want to accomplish out of our own bodies and what that is. So if you want to have a similar physique as me, you can do that in two years. Right. It's been a lot, and I, I, I don't want to understate, it's been a lot of work. It has been a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. It's not easy. What we're doing here is not easy. But worth it. But worth it. Worth every second. Jimmy, like, you you, you know, you put the work in, but you see the results. I love it. And, 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 and I love it. And even though it's been hard work, I love it. I feel the greatest I've ever felt before. I feel accomplished. I'm competing with myself. You know, you know me. I'm not competitive at all. Um, and everybody else in Orange Theory on Ohio and so, America. So, funny story. Uh, yesterday, um, uh, there was, uh, it was Monday. Monday, uh, there's this this one lady there that will always actually compete with me. Like, she always competes with me. I, I And obviously, then I have to compete with her. And so she is, she's a very good runner um, and she's extremely fast and she's almost as fast as I am. She's like just a hair off of me. And, and if I don't pay attention, like if I'm not, if I'm not like uh, competing with her, she has absolute ability of beating me, right? Like no question can beat me. And, um, and so, but if I'm paying attention and I, and I challenge myself, I can easily beat her. No question. She has no chance of catching up. So it's funny because Monday she was there and she was two over for me. And I really wasn't feeling it. I was like, you know, Sunday was a long day. I was in the sun all day. I was just exhausted. And, you know, Monday I wake up and you know, I only got like, you know, six and a half hours of sleep, which is a good number for me, but it wasn't like I had fully recovered from the weekend. And um, I get there and I get my pre-workout. I, I sit there and she, she's literally, two, you know, like there's, there's three, uh, there's, there's like 12 uh, um, uh, treadmills and she Treadmill. was, you know, one down for me. So she was like, basically like there's a one in between and then there's another one. And you can tell she's already looking at my pace. She's looking at my, my, cause you can look at the screen, you know, so you can tell she's like, like, you know, looking over just a little bit, you know, and like casually looking over and seeing where I'm at. And I'm like, she's competing with me again. And I'm like, damn it. I don't feel like competing today, but I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, of course I beat her. Uh, and uh, totally, totally won. Um, because I, you know, was, was, and here's the thing, like, I can tell like what mile per hour she was at. So all I do is I just increase it like two more miles per hour the entire time. And then I just, you know, I don't have to worry about her catching up to me and then I, I'm good. But I know it sounds stupid, 
but it's a, it's that little push that makes a big difference, you know, when you're doing those. But yeah. you know that that stuff is fun, right? The, this whole journey has been fun. It's been exciting. I feel great. I'm you know stronger than than anybody that I know. You know, uh, minus you. Uh, we're close in some areas. You know, like we're I, you know like we're close in some areas. I might be might, might be a little stronger, but you're pretty much got me in most of the areas. But but um but you know it's it's those really cool things that that you know you're accomplishing with yourself. You feel good about yourself. That is something that is an intangible that you can never give away. Like I never want to stop this journey. I never want to quit. I want to keep going. I want to keep growing uh, and keep learning and keep getting better. And uh, hopefully others take that the same way is that while it's hard as hell, it's fun as hell and you start to love it and your body, your mind changes. So the the last thing I'll hit on before we wrap it up um, and, and sorry, I've been talking a lot. But the, the, the thing that took okay, out stuff to say, it's fine. <laughs> it's all, it's all me now. Um, so <laughs> it's, uh, the thing that changes in this journey is that the workouts that you do, the routines that you do, we've talked about this a lot, becomes a routine. It becomes a habit. It becomes something you enjoy, it becomes something that's second nature. I don't think about, Oh, I have to wake up and go to orange theory. I wake up and say, I have to go to orange theory. It's just naturally what I do. That has taken time to build those in. So when you're dreading going to the gym, that will change. But repetition is the most important thing that you can remember here um, as you're going through and doing this and making it consistent. And you're going to have shit days where you don't feel like lifting. You're going to have shit days where life gets ahead of you. You don't get it. But hopping back on that bandwagon and going back and getting it, that's what makes you successful. And having more days than not, uh, more days of success than not will make you uh, substantially successful in this, this entire uh, journey in your, in your fitness. Yeah. And I think, you know, yes, okay. It's fun. And it's something that, that we enjoy to do, but your relationship with pretty much everything changes. I'm going to say, so like, you know, your relationship with food will change, your relationship with yourself will change for me. You know, the biggest change, and I've spoken about this before. It's like, I now become, I'm not a person that, that follows through on things. Like, you know, I'll do the things that I say I'm going to do because I know that I can. And, one of the best things that, that I recognize in clients and changing clients is, you know, they're able to do things that they haven't either ever done or like done in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You know, you get messages like, I haven't been this weight, not that it's about weight, but I haven't been this weight or felt good and since I was, you know, a teenager or since I was in my twenties or whatever. So, you know, it may seem like a far away thing, but it's just literally, like you said, repetition and consistency across the board. The other thing that I want to input, because I feel like obviously we talk about fat loss quite a lot and, and something that because I came from the other side and I know that there are people here listening here, maybe, you know, that skinny version, the person that I was then, you know, you're talking about being in the place with managing your calories. It works the same on the way up. Like it's not just a case of, and I, I've done this myself. Like it was always my goal to get to hundred kilos, 120 pounds. And I was like, fuck it. One time I was like, I'm just going to eat and eat and eat and eat. And I have the photo. I think I've sent it to you before whenever I've got the real tall hair. And I have the photo and I was like 99.6 kilos, but I was just like carrying too much body fat. And I was like, this is out of control. Like this isn't the way that it's, that it's meant to be. So as we said, having the data, do it in a methodical way, actually doing something with the data is important as well. Cause people will come to me like, oh, I've been tracking my food for the past five years. And I'm like, right, well, what have you done with that? And they're like, I've just been eating the same thing. And I'm like, well, that's fucking right. useless. Like What's okay, I, I have the data, yeah. but what are you, what are you doing yeah. with it? Um, the data drive, so the data, data drive decisions. To, yeah, exactly. And I think having the data as well is it's it's a massive you know, for me being able to look at that and for you guys being able to look at that and me being able to sort of break it down and rationalize it, it makes so much more sense. And even like 
Kev and the group earlier on being able to have the data from WHOOP and sort of predicting COVID earlier. Like it's so cool having the data and the information about what your body's doing and how that's happening. So yeah, on your calories on the way up, it's not just a case of, okay, look, I want to be bigger. I'm just going to start eating all the delicious circular high calorie foods that I can. It's about doing it in a way that you gradually bring it up the same as you do and gradually bring it down because your body obviously needs to be able to process and handle it as you build it. So it's not just a case of, of taking the piss with calories and building it on the way up. It's just do it the same on the way up as you would do on the way up. That was uh, the same thing that the, the when I was listening to the basic of bodybuilding uh, gentleman that was talking about, you know, the, the food and calories that you do. He's like the same thing is like make minor adjustments, you know, accordingly mm-hmm. to hit the goals that you need to. Now, obviously he's in a bit of a different situation. He's a professional bodybuilder. He understands like 50 calories, 50 calories one way, 50 calories the other way. But he's like, those micro adjustments for me are because I've been doing this for 15 years versus, you know, you know, when you're starting with this 100, 200 calories is about the most you want to kind of typically do one way or the other to try to see how your body reacts to it. And then from there, adjust accordingly. Um, And that's why, you know, when we ever do our weekly check-ins, you take a look at all the data, you take a look at where's my weight at, what are my measurements looking like? What do my calories look like? You know, and those are all those three specific statistics are extremely important in understanding, Hey, did I, did I just eat like shit this week? Is that why my weight's up? Or did I hit all my goals? Did I get the protein intake that I needed to? And so my calories, you know, my weight is staying the same. So maybe we need to adjust accordingly to bump this up or we need to shave because you're gaining weight and you've hit your calories in the mark. So all that data really feeds into understanding the informed decisions that you need to make about which direction you need to go to continue the progress. And it is a weekly endeavor to take a look at and say, listen, you know, I, or, you know, where am I at? What do I need to do uh, to be able to accomplish this? And one last thing I'll, I'll leave with before we close is that when I got COVID, I'm proud to say that my respiratory rate, my HRV, my resting heart rate, my recovery all stayed uh, almost perfect the entire time, which I have no idea how that's even possible. Um, but Whoop basically did not predict COVID for me. But if you, and, I, and this, you know, this is a, a, a genuine point. Like if you think that you had a been former Big yeah. Dave, how that would have impacted your body in a completely different Dude, way. I, I can't even tell you, I, I was getting sick all the time as Big Dave. I, I get sick like three times a year and it'd be horrible. I mean, I remember one year um, I was so sick that I was coughing up blood. I had pneumonia. They had to get, you know, I was in the ER, um, you know, I was super sick uh, with, with stuff. Right. And, and, and illnesses used to impact me substantially. You know, it's taken me two and a half years to get COVID and I've been surrounded by people with COVID this entire time and I've never gotten it. Um, and so, you know, I was almost like, you know, bitch, I can't get COVID. I'm good. You know, like I'm immune to this. Uh, obviously that was not the case. Um, but, but it did not impact me at all. I mean, you know, I, I felt like a head cold for a day and then I knocked it off and I was good and I was still lifting. I still feel great. You know, obviously I stayed in my house and, you know, I didn't, didn't go out anywhere and we stayed away from everybody um, just to make sure we did the proper distancing and all that good stuff. So we didn't hit anybody else with it. But I mean, I literally knocked it out within within a day, and I never would have been able to do that prior to that. You know, the healthy lifestyle, your immune system. You know, li- you know, they, 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 it's it's insane how we enact our DNA and how our bodies work. We have to do certain things. We have to put our body under stress and duress in order for these things to activate in our bodies, for our immune systems to be at heightened alerts. All these different things that we do on a regular basis are because we have to live healthy lifestyles because we're putting ourselves back to 100,000 years ago when we lived in caves. Our bodies progress that way. You know, and we evolved that way uh, to be able to do that. So if we're not activating that that genome, we're, we're not we're not actually doing well as human beings and how we're designed to do. So if we're not putting our body under stress, we're not lifting, we're not going out and hunting for our food. And that's something you need to hunt your food. But you know, the stress that you get from working out and those types of things and eating well and eating whole foods, your body's not used to that, so it gets fucked up. And so all of those things equated to what I would say it was a very successful journey through COVID, which was really, really a non-existent journey for me. It was one day of sniffles, 
And then I was back at it and I started testing, you know, negative, like literally like two days later, it was crazy. Um, and I barely had anything. So, uh, it was really cool. Yeah. And I think that, that opens up a whole other conversation that we'll talk about another time about, you know, the, not just the physical and the vanity side, but the, the health and the longevity side, like we've talked about it before, but, you know, I think that that's often overlooked because people come to you for weight loss or muscle gain whenever, you know, everything you get as a byproduct will literally save and lengthen your life. Did you see, I don't, did you see the ad or the, the article on the, the pills that they're, I think it was really on Facebook, the pills that they're developing to say allow you to live to 200 years no. old. What do I, what, what do I send for that? Send me up that Can I buy it in the black markets of China? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we'll wrap it up yeah. there. Thanks everybody for listening. Share us, rate us, give us stars, thumbs up if it's on YouTube, whatever you need to do. We'll thank you all it. very much for listening. Have a great week. Uh, continue on your fitness journeys. And uh, thank you all for listening. Have a good one. Bye.